Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. an impact excited to be back episode three baby it's your boy coach keith hanging out with my co-host ba from the ga what it do baby hey man it always feels funny when you call me ba they call my brother my older brother ba in high school nobody really gave it to me i was known by a totally different nonsensical nickname but hey i'm cool running with ba i like that ba from the ga rolls right off the tongue sounds good especially coming with that dope ass intro we stay rolling with no doubt, man. Let's get rocking and rolling, man. It's an impact episode three, national recruiting podcast, video guest, whatever you want to call it. Nobody's doing it like we're doing it. Let's start off in the state of Texas, Lone Star State, Allen High School. They got a big time wide receiver. Reminded me a little bit of Des Bryant. Throw up the X. Bryson <laughs> Green, 6'2, 200. BA, what'd you see on tape? Man, first of all, starting out hot with the player comparisons. Holy smokes, Des Bryant, that is a tough one. Um, but, hey, man, like Des Bryant, not a lot of yards after the catch with this guy, right? Not going to leave you, not going to run away from you. But, holy smokes, just like Des Bryant, has no fear of catching in traffic. Zero fear of catching in traffic. And I think he does a really good job of plucking the ball late, right? As When, I, when I'm a DB and I'm in trail, Right. When I see your hands go up, I know the ball's coming up. So if our hands come up late, that means they've got less time to get in there and disrupt that ball. I think he high points the ball fairly well as well. Um, but again, the separation, the twitch, those are some things left to still be desired. But I'll tell you what, plays at Allen High School. Allen High School knows a little something about, you know, professional football players and college football players. They got six guys currently in the NFL, one of which Kyler Murray out there at Arizona. So, I mean, they've got some ballers now out there at Allen High School, and this kid's one of them. I think Oklahoma State got a really good player and is going to be a potentially really great player year three and year four when he gets that twitch up in him. I think that's something that they can build up uh, and eventually get put up in him. You know, I don't, I don't know how much they're going to be able to build up that twitch, but one thing I can tell you is this guy is going to make plays down the football field, 50-50 game. He's very physical. His compete strength at 11 feet in the air is beautiful. He's a guy that's going to win most 50-50 balls. Call it 75-25 when you're talking about Bryson Green. Now, he's not a Theo Wees. He's not that lean, linear guy. He's a physical inside route runner that I think is going to absorb some contact, Run away from some guys in the intermediate range, separate late and finish. Let's move along. Oklahoma State get another big time player. Cam Smith, a three-way guy out of Braswell High School out in Texas. 6'1, 165. Is he a receiver? Is he a corner? He's a big time returner. BA. Yeah. You cut on the film. Talk to me. What you got? Yeah, I, I think knowing you and knowing each other, I think we're gonna differ here on what we want to play. Let's watch this guy play. I come from an offensive background, so when I watch a guy this electric with the ball in his hands, 
I want him to play offense. I want him to stay on that offensive side of the football. I think we can both agree that he's going to be elite in the return game when he gets to college up there at Oklahoma State. Um, plus speed in the open field, man. This guy absolutely burns. He can, I mean, he, not as many, not as much as some of these guys we're going to talk about later that are world-class track speed kind of burners, but this dude's got great play speed. You're not going to catch him. I think I saw him get caught once on film, and a dude had a nasty angle on him straight to the pylon. So that's about the only time you're going to catch him. But the reason, the primary reason I want to watch this kid play wide receiver, now the routes still, there's some still some things there to be cleaned up and worked on, but it's the positional awareness for me. This guy just knows where he's at on the field at all times. We call him Tony Totap, right? Antonio Brown invented it, basically, or at least the name. Uh, that ability to drag those toes late on the sideline and just have an identity of where you're at on the field. Not only that, but where that sideline is as well, where those end zones are, where those pylons are. This guy has all of that. That's why I want to see him stay on the offensive side of the football. What do you think, Keith? What do you think he is? You think he's a DB? You know what? I like him at receiver, right? He's a big time playmaker, but I love a guy that has that ball hawking talent on the defensive side of the ball. If you're talking about next level or next, next level, a 6-1 corner is much more attractive, much more sexy than it is a 6-1 wide receiver. I like his length. I like his speed. Like you said, it's on the plus side. I just like his playmaking ability. He's a guy that yeah. finds the football. He makes plays on it, and he's trying to take it back to the house. I like him yeah. as a corner. He can play safety. He can play corner. He can play in a slot. He's just a beautiful athlete. He's got a lean frame. He's got long arms, and he's got – Good speed, not great speed, but good speed. Cam Smith going to Oklahoma State out of Braswell High School in Texas, moving along. Jinx High School out in Oklahoma. They also get an Oklahoma State uh, signing or, excuse me, commitment. Logan Nobles, a 6'6", 260-pound offensive tackle. Brooks, this is your wheelhouse. What you see on film? First of all, what a great day to open the show with three Oklahoma State commits. Just going to leave it at that, man. I ain't going to say yeah. nothing else. What a great day to do it this way. But no, nah, Logan, no. Yeah, shout out Gundy. Shout out to the mullet. Looking yeah. like a mullet today. Um, yeah. Six foot six, 260 pounds. So immediately just with the measurables, you know he's going to have to pack on some weight. Um, but there's a ton of fight in this kid's game, man. The head is snatching around all the time uh, in the run game. That also tells me he's a bit of a leaner. But that also tells me that he's got some aggression. He wants to lean on folks. He wants to push them around. Um, the thing that was surprising to me is he's got a really strong anchor for his weight. To be a little bit of underweight, undersized out there at the left tackle position, he doesn't get moved. When he puts his feet in the ground in the pass game, he does not. Bull rushing this kid is not the MO. You're not going to be able to run through this guy. He's got a really great anchor. Um, and, again, once the feet are planted, not moving. Plenty of athleticism on this kid, but, again, You'd expect to see that from a kid who's a little bit underweight and undersized. I think in 1995, Keith, this kid ends up being a blocking tight end. But nowadays, he's going to be an elite offensive tackle because that's what it's turned into, having great feet out there, being able to kick slide, and having some aggression. I like to see that this kid's got some aggression as well. No question about it. I like his length on the edge. I like his feet. Uh, I like the way he plays on balance. Love him. He's got a good knee better. Like you said, he's an anchor guy, right? When, when people try to bull rush him, he really sits those hips down, mm -hmm. anchors those feet into the ground, and he's not being bull rushed into a quarterback. I didn't like his handwork. Hands are way too wide, and I know that can be cleaned up kind of as he moves along here and gets to the college level and they really work on his technique. But those hands are wide. He's losing with those wide hands. He's allowing people into his chest. And I think once he cleans that up, gets those hands inside, wins inside, 
He'll be much better in pass pro. And I love his pop off the ball, his quickness out of his stance. Logan Nobles, Oklahoma State. I Shout a, out. Go ahead. I had a teammate in, in college that was a big, you know, we call it aim small, miss small. Yeah, I mean, you want to you want to keep your hands tight, aim small, miss small. Don't allow your chest. When you open up your hands like that, yeah. you open up your chest. What I used to do in practice, Keith, I would take my practice belt off and I would tie that joker's hands together and he would go through one-on-ones with his hands tied together because guess what? I can't play with my hands out and my hands are tied together. I think that's a drill that a lot of these offensive linemen need to start doing um, because if you've got a bad tendency to shoot those hands out wide, man, you're going to lose a lot more reps than you yes, win um, if you're not incredibly athletic. Let's talk about Deshaun Morrell. This is my freaking guy. This is your freaking guy, Deshaun Morrell, out of Bibb High School in Alabama. Country strong, Deshaun Morrell. Running back, committed to UCLA recently. Brooks, you love this kid. Tell the fans why. Man, it's a Bama boy, okay? If you don't know nothing about Bama, if you, if you don't know nothing about Alabama, especially South Alabama, boy, this is a country strong kid right here. And he works on the farm. When I say he works on the farm, he legitimately works on the farm and when he's done when he's sitting there eating his lunch when he's done eating his lunch he literally squats hay bales he literally does shrugs with five pound gallon or five gallon buckets worth of horse seed he does curls with five gallon buckets he goes into the horse stalls and does dips this kid cannot help himself when it comes to work he's always got to be working um as for the game man i saw him hand clocked and hand timed as sub four three now the play speed in the game really is about four four two four four five but he can still get up and go and man he's just so damn tough we see it from bama kids all the time they're just a little bit different when i say different they're just built different bama just makes them a little bit tougher out there just a little bit harder of a work ethic i mean you ain't gonna see nobody from marietta georgia uh, out there bailing hay, okay? You ain't going to see now. Maybe them South Georgia boys, they're a little bit different too. Um, but, you know, Bama kids just different. And you can see the chip on this kid's shoulder when he's running the football, okay? This was a guy in his Twitter bio had zero star up in his Twitter bio for the longest time because nobody really heard about him. Nobody really knew about him. Nobody's really recruiting him. UCLA get, went into Bama and got them an absolute stud. I love this kid. And Deshaun Morrell. I think one thing that is important for people to know, there's one tape, there's there's one play on his highlight tape, Brooks. This guy, he must have broke about four different tackles. Then he drug about nine different kids. <laughs> yeah. It takes a certain type of dog at the running back position to do that. I used to work with a kid named Jonathan Franklin, who's now the UCLA Bruins all-time leading rusher. And he was one of the toughest kids I ever had a chance to coach and work with. He was the third, excuse me, third or fourth round pick of uh, the Green Bay Packers back in 2013. But Deshaun Moreau reminds me a lot like country strong, right? Mm-hmm. Play strength strong, right? It, sometimes you can't measure that in a weight room. Really comes down to heart, determination, and desire, right? Desire to want to be great. Desire to run through a tackle. Desire to fight for those extra yards. That's what I see in Deshaun Morrell. I love he's got plus speed. Love his cutback vision. He's got a feel to get in the back door. He's got the sudden feet to make that happen. Deshaun Morrell, UCLA Bruins, Westwood, look out. You got a country boy coming to town. Feed him the rock. Let's move along. Brexville Broadway High School out in Ohio. They got a big-time quarterback, Joey Lavis, commits to Iowa. Six foot three, six foot four, about 200 pounds. Love his kids' anticipation and accuracy. He can put the ball on the money. He can see it before it happens. He can put the ball in the second window before a receiver shows up, get his catch-and-run game going. Um, doesn't have the biggest arm in the world, uh, but, you know, 
he has the ability to put the ball on the money. Uh, a little question about his ability to process information in the pocket, holds the ball a little long for me, might way too comfortable, four, five, six seconds in the pocket without any type of movement or letting the ball go. Yeah. Got to get that cleaned up with Kirk Ferentz and the Iowa offense. But I like this kid, Joey Labas of Ohio. Hey, man, if you know anything about Iowa football, he ain't going to be standing around too much. He's going to be under center running pro style, running, you know, turning his back to the defense, taking seven-step drops, hitting deep posts off the seven-step hitch. Like, he ain't going to be able to stand back there too long because half the play is going to be him running play action. So it ain't going to be a lot of that. I did see what you're talking about, though. Just looks entirely too comfortable in the pocket. In a day and age where we see guys not just completely uncomfortable in the pocket, this guy looks like he's trying to pitch a tent back there and hang out. So it just, I mean, that stuff's going to get cleaned up. But again, I think a lot of that's going to get removed based solely off Kirk Ferentz's offense. I think what you hit on too was sneaky athletic. This dude, I mean, when he gets rolling, he can really get up and go. Uh, yeah, the, the arm strength's not great. But when I see a high school kid go from the far hash Throw a big boy 15 to, you know, a 15 down to 12 comeback from the far hash to the near sideline. That arm's big enough. And it's a quick enough release that, you know, maybe he doesn't have a how, you know, a howitzer. Maybe he doesn't have 98 off the mound. But what he does have is 92 with control, right? He could throw the change up, if you will, if we're going to go full on into the, uh, into the metaphor baseball. of baseball yeah. pitcher. Yeah. I mean, he, he's not a, he's not a flamethrower. But what he is is ball placement, accuracy, not a lot of walks with this kid, not a lot of misses. This is an Iowa quarterback. This is what they look like. Yeah, no question about it. Like you said, his athleticism is sneaky, right? Yeah. I'm not talking about a guy who's just moving the sticks with his legs. You talk about a guy that's going 40, 50 yards, breaking the tackle, running past people down the sideline. Sneaky, and man, just reminds you of an Iowa quarterback. A guy just good enough to beat you and win the Big Ten, with the combination of his arm, his legs, a great offensive line, a great run of game, and a tough defense, right? Kirk Ferentz-style football. Let's move along. We're talking Lawrence North High School uh, out in Indiana, commits to the University of Indiana, big-time quarterback project, Donovan McCauley. There's a lot to like about this kid, but a lot to clean up, B.A. What you talking about? Hey, man, ain't nothing sneaky about this kid's athleticism. Holy smokes. This is a tremendous athlete. I got it on my play sheet. He looks like a shooting guard playing quarterback, and he's taking nothing but shots. I'm talking deep, deep shots all the time. This is a big-time playmaker. And, and what I mean by shooting guard is he is 6'5", right? I mean, he could play the two on, on the hardwood, but he's a scorer, man. He's trying to score at all times. And you know who he looks like to me, uh, Keith? He looks like Jaden Daniels to me, a little bit taller. Jaden Daniels rolls about 6'3 and a half out there at Arizona State. This kid's bona fide 6'5", but – that ability to move, that ability to run, and then throw bombs on the run. This dude has a massive arm. I wouldn't be surprised if he's 62, 63 yards in the air uh, in shoulder pads on a game day on Friday night. So it's massive. The only problem is he clearly knows he's got a massive arm. Everything lower half, just, it's got to be cleaned up. When he's not one, two, three ball out on a quick hitch or a quick slant, Everything for the lower half can get really, really loose. Ball security can get really, really loose. So you called him a project. I think that's exactly what it is. There's a lot to clean up here, but my God, what I would do if I was Indiana and I don't know their quarterback situation, I would let this kid play and just and let him figure it out. And by year three, you're going to have a dude that's winning 10 games in Indiana and lighten it absolutely up. A couple of, couple of comps I have for you. 
I love the comp of, of Cam Newton, a young Cam Newton. When Cam Newton yeah. was a sophomore, I got a chance to see him in high school. He looked very similar to this. Your lower half was was really undisciplined, right? Off mm-hmm. balance, uh, poor mechanics, uh, feet were all he was jumping to throw the ball. There's a lot going on there. Another kid he reminds me of, a guy named Lamar. Uh, let me think of his last name. MVP Jackson. Lamar Jackson coming out of coming out of high school in, in, in Palm Beach, Florida. West Palm Beach looked a lot like this coming out of high school. If you look at his freshman year, Louisville looked a lot like this. You got to remember his first game as an athlete, an athlete at Louisville, his first ball was an interception. He took yeah. a reverse pass and threw an interception, I believe, against Auburn. Now, can he flick it 65 yards whenever he wants to? Absolutely. So can McCauley. Does he have elite athleticism and speed in the open field? He does. So does McCauley. Lamar about 6'3", Macaulay a legit 6'5", a project at the quarterback position. If they can get his lower half under control, get him to read the field with some discipline, throw the ball on time, then use his athletic ability to extend and escape the pocket, create secondary plays, explosive plays down the football field. You're talking about a difference maker in the Indiana offense to go along with a guy like David Holliman, who's sub 4-2 in the backfield, who's also committed. So I like what they're doing. I can tell you right now what what the Big Ten defense is going to do. They're going to put a spy on him. They're going to take their fastest linebacker, put a spy on him, send blitz after him all the time, and play press man. That's exactly what they're going to do. And until he figures out how to process the defenses and find the open man, find the weak link in the defense – He's going to struggle, but the great news is he's so good athletically that he'll figure it out. I really do think he will. No, I definitely think he will. Let's move along. We're talking quarterback again, three quarterbacks in a row this time. A Texas Longstar State quarterback commits to Arkansas. Lucas Coley, if that name sounds familiar to you guys, he was on the Transparent Truth Five Star Friday show as my guest last week. He was also on uh, Friday Night Tykes, one of the star Pop Warner players in Friday Night Tykes from years ago. Lucas Coley, the quarterback at Cornerstone Christian High School, commits to Arkansas. It's a great fit, I believe, uh, for Arkansas and that offense and Coach Pittman. B.A., what do you like about Coley? Yeah, we we just compared Donovan to a shooting guard, or at least I did. This is a short stop to me, okay? Everything is real quick. He sets his feet. I mean, and it's so important in the RPO game. When you're, run, when you're running that deep, heavy read and then having to pull the ball out real quick and hit, hit balls in tight windows, how quickly can you get your feet planted again and then get the ball out? I think it looks to me a lot like a shortstop turning two, okay? That quick, get the ball in and out of my hands, get it out. I think one thing I see is that the ball placement leaves a little bit to desire, okay? Now, we talk about throwing catchable balls all the time, okay? Does it spin great? Is it nice and receptive when it hits a a wide receiver's hands? That's all fine and dandy. But when live bullets start happening, do you throw a runnable ball, okay? Can a guy, as he's moving left to right, can you hit him on the correct shoulder and keep him moving in the direction that he was when we hit those back shoulders, when we hit those wrong shoulders on, on especially routes like slants, digs, uh, outs, things like that. When we hit those on the wrong shoulder, we're really eliminating that yards after the catch or run after the catch as Keith likes to call it. So I think that's the only thing I see, I see that needs to be cleaned up in his game. As far as a runner, man, it's got a real short, uh, real short stop or, you know, quick stepper is what we call him. 
um, in the run game, and he just knows what he's doing when the ball's in his hands. Saw him spin move a guy, almost like Braxton Miller against Virginia Tech a couple of years ago on the sideline. So he's got real good uh, spatial awareness, knowing where people are at around him. Uh, I think Arkansas got themselves a hell of a football player here, and it kind of tells you what Sam Pittman's going to try to uh, you know make his identity of. Uh, on the offensive end at, at Georgia, man, all they did was recruit big, heavy offensive linemen, five-star prospects like Isaiah Wilson and Andrew Thomas. And now he's really translating that uh, recruiting prowess onto the offensive side of the football and everywhere on the offense. And we'll talk about a defensive guy here in a minute too. So he's, he's doing a really good job. Well, Coley talked about on the show last week, he talked about his relationship with Kendall Bryles and how they were very Kendrick spirits, right? Two extremely yeah. confident guys who want to take Arkansas to the next level in the SEC. What I like about Coley, he's got the quick release, right? He's got the strong arm. Now, the accuracy was not awesome. It was not off the chain. But I think you said throwing a football is like shooting a jump shot. Steph Curry didn't get that good by shooting 100 times a day. You got to make 500 shots a day. And I think throwing a football is the same way. I think he'll be okay in that area. One thing I liked and I thought was beautiful on the tape was his set quickness. His ability to maneuver and manipulate the pocket, create room and space, and then stop on a dime and throw a dart. I love that ability for a quarterback because inevitably – you're going to be on the move. Mm-hmm. And when you're on the move, can you set up quickly in a phone booth and throw a dime to a streaking receiver? I think that's big time. Um, he's a really good athlete in the pocket, outside the pocket as well. And quarterback design runs. He can guy that can go. Uh, I love his ability to, to get low and, and find different, you know, lateral and vertical and horizontal lanes to run through. Uh, he runs behind his pads. He's got power near the goal line, which I think is very important for a spread quarterback because of that plus one in the run game or at least plus two in the run game. Uh, I think he needs to work on his decision-making, especially yeah. in the red zone. Uh, caught him trying to force the ball a couple times, double coverage, triple coverage. Now, receivers are going up, making hella five plays for him, but the quarterback cannot put his offense in that type of predicament. Especially not in the red zone. No, you can't turn the ball over in the red zone. got to get points, right? You want to yep. get six. You got to at least get three. You turn the ball over, you get nothing. And turnovers leads the points to the other team. So, Lucas, I know he's going to clean that up. But, a, like you said, a, a very confident kid, a great kid, a lot of really good energy from him last week in the interview. I think he's going to do a great job at Arkansas. Let's move along. Running back that I really like, committed to Northwestern this past week. He's out of Michigan. Anthony Tyus third. He's talking about a, a six foot one, 215-pound uh, downhill runner, Right kid behind his pass, lowering the boom on defenders. I love his ability to run routes and catch the ball naturally out the backfield. He's also an explosive return guy. At six foot one, 215 pounds. Last yeah. time I last time I saw a guy do that was Todd Gurley coming out of high school. Think about that. Yeah, Todd Gurley did it in college too. I think one of his first plays at Georgia was a 106-yard touchdown return. Uh, against East Tennessee State. So, yeah, these long striders, man, they can get up and go. The 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 thing that popped off to me, this dude's strong as an ox. I mean, holy smokes. And the lower half, too, he's thicker than a snicker from the hips down. I'm talking about real thick, okay? And if you try to hit this guy anywhere in his midsection, you're going to be doing somersaults rolling backwards. I mean, he's just that strong. And you hit on it. He's got really natural hands for a big guy. It's not something you really see. Uh, from offensive running backs like this that are real big. Typically, they're just power backs. This kid can do all of it out of the backfield. And the play speed's there, too, uh, 
Keith. I mean, he's 215 pounds in high school as a junior, and he can really go. A long strider, and, and what I really like to see is, yeah, the long speed's there, the long strides there. He can really get up and go in the open field, but he's also quick inside the hole. I mean, he, he can get in and out of breaks uh, and in and out of uh, those, short cho- those short choppy steps. So I really like this kid as a, as a recruit. The only thing I've got questions about is didn't really play the greatest competition in high school. I know he's a great football player, but there's definitely going to be some transition effect when he gets into the Big Ten and when he gets into Northwestern. Hopefully they can catch up with that play speed uh, during practice. If not, it might take him a couple weeks. But, hey, it's a four-year career, not a four-week career. So he'll, he'll figure it out eventually. No question. I think Northwestern and Coach Pat Fitzgerald, uh, they get a guy that fits their culture. They get a guy that um, that definitely has – the attributes that the Northwestern program embodies, toughness, physicality, discipline. Coach Fitzgerald doing a nice job on recruiting trail. Let's move along. Javari Ritzy uh, commits to North Carolina, the big defensive end, a six foot five, 250 plus based on, based on your report, BA, 250 plus. Uh, you talk about this kid's awareness, where the football is, how to find it. His compact, his contact power is elite. He's got tremendous size and length. Uh, he's not as twitchy as I would like right now as an edge rusher. That's why we both think he's going to kick inside at the next level. But at 6'5", 250 plus, you're talking about a guy that's a five technique in the league in a 3-4 defense who's stacking and shedding, bullying and pulling, putting pressure and sub packages on the inside. I think North Carolina is going to get him ready for that. What else did you see on tape, B.A.? I mean – you can say he's 250 plus. This dude's 260. He's 265. I mean, a biscuit is short of 265, no doubt. I mean, this is a big, big kid. But you know what I like to see about a kid that this, that's this size, not only this size, but this type of recruit and this type of prospect, he plays with a ton of energy and effort, man. This guy is all over the field. He'll run you down 30 yards down the field. Like you mentioned, the twitch isn't exactly there, but – you know, it doesn't really have to be. He's six foot five. I mean, holy smokes. He's going to go to college and play in an even front defense and play that three technique, and he is going to overwhelm people. This is a guy who's ceiling in the league in the NFL looks like, you know, nine and a half sacks from the defensive tackle position, and that right there is all pro all day. That, that's, that's $15 million uh, a year at the defensive tackle position. I think that's what the ceiling of this kid looks like. The floor is just a damn good starter early three technique in college. Um, That's what Javari Ritzy is to me. I don't think he's an edge rusher. I don't think he's anything like that. But, hey, if you run an odd front defense and want to play this guy, like you said, in a head-up five or a four-eye technique, he's going to give tackles problem too because he's going to set the edge like like nobody's business. He's going to hold that thing strong. So the play strength's there. You hit on it. When this guy touches a ball carrier, there is no yards after contact. Wherever Wherever he touches you, you're going backwards or you're going down right there. So that's what I love about this kid and, and the energy and efforts there. I can just tell that this kid wants to be not only wants to be coached, but he wants to play like his hair is on fire. And that kind of stuff, that kind of stuff wins nine out of ten times. No question about it. Long arms. He can hold the point. He's going to set the edge. He's going to be able to rush the passer outside, inside. Um, Reminds me a lot of Dayton Jones, who I coached. It was a 2013 first-round pick of the Green Bay Packers out of UCLA. Just a versatile guy who can play inside, can play outside. At one point in time, he played outside linebacker in the league. Javari Ritzy, 
You got big time versatility for North Carolina. Great job by Mac Brown on the trail doing big, big things for the Tar Heels. Let's move along. Kiwan Parker, a kid I, I really, really like, a cornerback uh, out of Oklahoma. He's committed to Arkansas. Opportunistic. If I had one word to describe this cat, opportunistic. If the ball's in the air, he's going to get got it. it. He believed the ball belongs to him. That is his belief system in a nutshell. This kid's a playmaker. This kid's got tremendous tremendous range. He's a ball hawk. Love him as a corner. He'll come up and hit you. Um, He's patient at the line of scrimmage, but he's physical uh, with receivers with his hands. He can flip his hips and get on the highway. He can high point and fight the ball at 11 feet in the air. Just love his versatility inside, outside. He's only 5'10", but this kid can play. He can play all over the place. He's a ball hawk. He's got ball skills. He's a ball magnet. I love a guy that can turn over the offense and turn, uh, you, you know, uh, interception or fumble recovery into a touchdown yeah. or yards the other way. Keywan Parker, I really like him. Big time get for Arkansas. What'd you see, BA? I, I saw anger, right? I mean, I saw an SEC corner in the sense that when I watch you walk down at five foot ten and stick your hands in the chest of a wide receiver and flat back him like pancake style, I know, I know you've got the. Wavos, if you will. I know you've got the Wavos to play in the SEC out on the edge. Here's my deal. The anger, the physicality, the the sheer I want to knock your block off type stuff, that to me translates into a slot corner nowadays, and here's why. You're going to have to cover tight ends in the slot nowadays, even in the SEC. Into the line tight ends, they're a thing of yesteryear. They don't play here anymore. What they do is, look, you're going to have to walk up on, uh, man, I can't believe it, A-Rick Gilbert. All right, six foot five, 240 pounds. That dude's going to be playing in the slot this year at LSU. You're going to have to be physical enough to cover that guy, fast enough to cover, you know, any slot receiver like a Jermaine Burton or a, uh, Demetrius Robinson that could run sub 4 4. And you're going to have to be in run support in the run game because oftentimes the slot defender, that alley defender left free for the running back to make miss, is that slot corner. So, You've got to be able to be physical in the run game. And I think Keon Parker does Keon Parker does all that. And I think that's why he translates into the slot. And a lot of kids nowadays, when they hear that, they're like, oh man, coach hating on me. He wants me to play slot. No, what I want you to do is make twelve and a half million million dollars a year like Kenny Moore does in Indianapolis. That's what I want you to do. I want you to rush the passer on third down when we send you on a slot blitz. I want you to come down and knock somebody's block off and run support. I want you to shut down the bubble game because that's what it all is, RPOs, bubbles, and slants. Who do you think shuts all that stuff down nowadays? It's the slot corner. The slot corner has been more – the value of the slot corner has gone up more than any position on the defense other than edge rusher in the last five years in NFL football. And if you want to get your money, get in there at five foot ten and be a dog like Kewan Parker. Ain't no question, man. Arkansas, Coach Pittman doing a great job on the recruiting show. They get a big-time kid, definitely an SEC-style player, and yeah. I think he's going to pay huge dividends down the road for Arkansas and the Razorback Nation. Let's move along. A running back I really love. I think this kid is underrated nationally, undervalued by the recruiting service. A.J. Green, running back out of Oklahoma, commits to Arkansas, 5'11", 190. And I got two words for you, home run hitter. This kid can hit it and get it. He'll get on the highway. He'll run away from your fastest players in the country. Very explosive in the open field. He's an amazingly strong finisher. Now, at 5'11", 190, it's not the biggest guy in the world, but it's not a small kid neither, right? He runs through tackles. He's not bouncing off anybody. He's running through tackles, right? 
at the goal line. He's got his shoulders low, and he's finishing through contact. Love his balance. Uh, he's got great hands out of the backfield. But, man, can this guy roll, man? He has so much smoke coming off those cleats when he gets into space. This guy's running away from everybody, man. Brooks, this cat is going to Arkansas. I mean, listen, Felix Jones? Mm. Yeah. Sounds like a good comp to that, me. That, that is a great comp. And here's the thing, man. Here's what I like about AJ. You know, a lot of high school backs, they see a hole, they hit the hole, and they go. This kid, I'm not, I don't know anything about his offensive line other than what I saw on tape. And this guy wasn't running through truck-wide, you know, 18-wheeler-sized holes. This dude was getting skinny and then getting north and south. Uh, and, and like you said, man, you hit on all the things I got on my notes. He is a home run hitter. He is as explosive as they come. He is short and stocky. The contact balance is out of this world. But here's the thing, Keith. What do you think this guy is in a verified 100-meter dash? What do you think he runs? You know, at first look, man, I would say this guy's a 10-6 guy. A 10-6 guy. Yeah, 10-6 he's, ver- guy. he's verified 10-3-8. Which yeah. is crazy. Yeah, he can flat out go. I mean, he can flat out go. And here's the deal. If this guy wasn't, I mean, he, he may be listed at 5'11", but he dang sure don't look like 5'11 on the tape. He's probably like 5'10", right? If he wasn't, if he was six foot, right? If he was six foot 205, this is a five-star, this is a five-star running back. But since he's a little under, quote-unquote, undersized, that, I mean, he is, it is what it is. He's going to Arkansas. But Felix Jones, man, holy smokes, that is a great comparison for this back. I mean, that's exactly what it looks like. And just stick the foot in the ground, get north and south, and absolutely fly. That's what this kid can do. I'm telling you, man, we've talked about, what, three Arkansas guys tonight? I love all three of them. They can all ball. And, and you know what? It ain't going to stop up there at Sam, with Sam Pittman. It might take two or three years, and I hope they give it to him because, man, he took over a dumpster fire up there. I, it may take a couple of years for that to finally turn around into the win column, especially in the SEC West, but it's going to come around eventually because the dude can flat-out recruit because, man, when he comes into a room, he lights it up. So I love what Arkansas is doing. I love what the pit boss is doing up there. No doubt. A.J. Green, I think he's going to pay – you know, he's going to be a guy – that's going to help carry that program. You talk about him in the backfield with a Lucas Coley, some of the big-time receivers that they got coming in. Arkansas on the trail, lighting things up. Let's move along. Want to get to Hawaii really quickly. Uh, a little bit of an odd commitment, if, if there's such a thing, right? If there's such a thing as an odd commitment, you talk about a Hawaiian offensive tackle, kid from Hawaii, uh, 6'5", 270 pounds, Austin Kaihu, and he commits to Syracuse. Yeah, literally about 5,000 miles away. No, I mean, no doubt. I, I, he, I hope he don't like mama's cooking because he ain't going to get much of it for the next four years. I mean, it's literally almost as far as you could possibly go uh, for Hawaii kid. Here's the deal. I looked at the roster because I was trying to see how he might assimilate and who, who his friends might be and who he might immediately have some type of relationship with because a lot of that's regional based, right? I worked out with this kid at camp. I saw this kid at camp. Oh, we're both Syracuse commits. Hey, let's room together. That kind of stuff. That doesn't happen when there's three California kids on the roster. There's more kids from Canada on Syracuse roster. They got five Canadians on that roster up there at Syracuse, which might explain why they ain't really doing much in the ACC. No offense to the Canadians. They don't take much offense to anything. I'm sure they'll tell me I'm sorry for that comment. But anyways, not a lot of West Coast presence on that Syracuse roster, okay? As far as the player, 
Um, I think the feet are relatively good. Not great. They're relatively good. In the run game, they're not great. He gets too thin. Probably going to get thrown off of his block a lot. End up on his side quite a bit. End up on his face quite a bit early in college. But here's the thing I like. The kick slide looks great. This guy's this guy's been coached up to move backwards, which is something that a lot of high school offensive linemen aren't really taught to do. I think the feet are really well well paired together. Now, the hands are paired together, which is a bad thing. I want to see singular dexterity with your hands as an offensive lineman. I don't want to see all the two-hand shocks all the time. Guess what? Because that is one target to slap down instead of two as a defensive lineman. All I got to do is hit you with a club once and then the rip and you're done, okay? So I got to be able to see some singular dexterity with those arms, but that's something we can teach up. Those are all things we can coach up. Uh, The other thing I'm a little worried about and a little concerned about, ain't much fight here, man, but it's hard to see when we've got film like we've got from this kid's high school, okay? It looks like they filmed it from the parking lot, all right? Ain't no end zone clips. Ain't no nothing close together. I, I cannot see what this guy looks like other than he's laying on people at the end of the play, and it's like, oh, golf clap, he won the rep. But I can't see it. So, coaches, first of all, if you want to do your kids a service, get them good tape. Offensive linemen, running backs, quarterbacks. I need to see that end zone cut because I need to see it tight. I need to see what it looks like in a confined space. I think that's one thing this high school is really missing. But, hey, it's Hawaii football. I'm sure I'm sure. maybe you got that kind of reach. Maybe you can get out there and say, hey, man, Coach Keith said, y'all need an end zone clip. Get it stacked. Yeah, you know, I got some peoples down there. I got some folks I can tap into and get something done. But here's the deal what I saw. I thought the feet were a little heavy. The kick slide was smooth, but I thought the feet were a little heavy. They were a little slow. And like you said, there's just not a lot of grit and toughness on tape. Again, the film wasn't awesome, right? We understand mm-hmm. that. It was pretty crap. But when I see this guy engage, I'm not seeing a shock. Yeah. I'm not seeing the pop I need to see from a guy who's committed to a power five school. Very concerning for me. Um, I think he's got a long ways to go. It's a, it's a bet on measurables, Keith. That's all it is. It, he's it six, is a bet on measurables. He's 6'5", 280, and, and got Polynesian background, so I guarantee he's got some great genes, and he's going to be strong. But, yeah, if you ain't got no fight in you, ain't got no dog in you, you can't yeah, play listen, power it, five tackle. It's a, it's a, it, could be, it is a bet on measurables. And a lot of times, those bet on measurables is how coaches get fired. Right? Yep. Betting on these measurables instead of betting on some heart will catch you in the unemployment line. Um, so I, I like concerned about for me. You can't sit here and tell me they couldn't find some six five kid from Brooklyn with some dog in him. There ain't no I, question. I, I guarantee they could have found one. He got to be. It. He got to be laying around there somewhere. I got some solutions right here in my database for him. <laughs> Syracuse, holla at your boy. So uh, always selling. Yeah, always selling, man. Let's move along. We're gonna wrap this baby up with our, our. I guess it was our MOP, our most outstanding prospect. We're gonna take it to the left coast. The best coast. Come on, BA from the GA, man. Listen, now, I understand that sometimes the recruiting services, they can overrate the California prospects. Sometimes California five stars are more like South Georgia three stars, South Florida four stars, but this ain't one of them. This dude right here, we're talking Troy Franklin out of Menlo Atherton, Northern California, is a dude. He's a dude amongst yeah. dudes. Now, I know rivals, 
Scout, whoever else is out there, 24-7. They got him ranked four stars. I'm going to tell you right now, this ain't no four-star. Don't no four-star look like this. And at 6'2", 170, with that type of catch radius, that type of top-end speed, and the ability to sink his hips, get yeah. in and out of breaks and cuts, change direction on a dime, and leave you sniffing for daisies? No. This dude right here is real deal. Troy Franklin commits to Oregon. They get the number one wide receiver in the country. And I know some people got him number two. Nah, I'm not buying. Number one wide receiver in the country. Unbelievable acrobats in the air. Tremendous body control. Big time length. Unbelievable ball skills. Great spatial awareness. I mean, he has everything you want at the wide receiver position. He has size. He has speed. He has length. He has great feet and change of direction. He's got unbelievable body control, concentration, and ball skills. This is a five. This is what a five-star prospect looks like. He'll be an All-American. He's a mixture of Devontae Smith at Alabama and Jerry Judy, who just left. Special prospect, BA. Yeah, I mean, you gave all the scouting uh, evaluation of him. Even gave him a player comp. So here's what I'll tell you that I saw on the film that you might not have hit on, and I know you know him personally, so you'll attest to this. Man, whenever the word the the word swag popped up like ten years ago, I feel like it just people started saying it all over the place. The person that invented the word, he invented it for Troy Franklin, no doubt. This this dude has swag. I mean, he is a smooth strider, um, and and I guarantee you that this kid walks around with a smile on his face every single day when he comes into the facility because he just can't help but to have fun. It's what it looks like on tape. Just still looks like I, I guarantee he was roasting kids when he was nine years old on the football field, and he's still doing it to this day, and he's still on tape. Looks to me like he's playing the game with that kind of love and passion that he had when he first found the sport. And to me, you cannot put a price on that. You absolutely can't because too often – when you get into the college game, it's going to feel like a job. To me, it is. Ne- it doesn't look like it's ever going to look like a job or feel like a job to this kid, and that's invaluable. You hit on all the other stuff, the, the ball skills, the spatial awareness, the yards after the catch, the ability to walk away from people, the six foot two, the 170 pounds with a frame to go up to 190, maybe even 200 if you get them into a real weight program like they got up there at Oregon. I mean, holy smokes, I'm with you. Damn the five-star. Give him the sixth. Let's just make him the number one wide receiver in the country. I'm down with it since you are, Keith. You the boss. No, listen, man. He's just big time. And like I said, I know Troy personally. He's a great kid. And he's just abnormal with the things that he can do at that size. Yeah. Right? I got a nine-year-old son who's got these five-foot-three at nine years old. He's freaky. Right? I got a six-foot mm-hmm. wife who's a former basketball and volleyball player. And what we work on is his ability to change directions with sudden feet by sinking those hips, dropping that chest, and sticking that foot in the ground. Troy Franklin has that. It's natural. It's explosive. It's beautiful. Coach Crystal Ball blowing up the trail, dominating the West Coast recruiting, and nationally has become an unbelievable brand. Oregon has, and Crystal Ball and staff are doing a great job of really bringing in elite prospects nationally to Eugene. So big-time get for the Oregon Ducks and their faithful and uh, Troy Franklin, man, he's as good as you're going to get on the high school level this year as a wide receiver, bar none. Yeah. That's my call, and I'm sticking with it. I mean, I, I like Maliki Motoveo as well, that they signed, you know, or oh, committed no to him just a couple weeks ago. And and two kind of very similar players at different positions, right? Maliki at almost 6'7", it looks like, is just as athletically freakish as uh, AJ is. 
um, or excuse me, Troy is uh, at the wide receiver position as well. So both a little taller than you would expect when you watch their tape. And that just tells me that they're freaks. That's all they are. They're, they're freakish athletes that can flat out go. And, and that's, that's what, what Pac-12 football yeah. is. And that's what Oregon is. So, um, and yeah, you, you hit on it. Holy crap, Mario Cristobal. What you're doing this year at the wide receiver and tight end position and what they, I don't, I don't think enough people have talked about it. Maybe they did. What they did last year at the inside linebacker position to sign Noah Sewell and Justin Flo. Justin Flo is the best linebacker prospect I've evaluated ever. I mean, since Reuben Foster, that's what it looked like to me. It looked like Reuben Foster playing West Coast football. That's what it looked like. And holy smokes, man, I cannot wait to watch Justin Flo play this year. And I can't wait to see what Cristobal and those folks do with Noah Sewell. I mean, my God. Noah Sewell's a freak show. There's no question about it. Um, listen, Oregon, in terms of their skill recruiting, Maliki, Troy, Chiron, Hudson Ware, or Ware mm-hmm. Hudson, excuse me. Now, Xavier Worthy might be coming to the fold. Taz Thompson is the quarterback. That's an elite crop. Elite yeah. crop. Reminded me a lot of USC in the early 2000s, late 90s under Pete Carroll. You better watch out. We got a, we got a question here, Brooks, uh, from one of our viewers. What do we think about J.C. Latham committing to Bama? Brooks, I know you love this kid. Yeah. For multiple this, reasons. Go with yeah, it. Yeah, so Latham is a kid who they've just now convinced that he's a left tackle, okay? Latham, for the longest time, thought he was Raekwon Davis, all right? And, and you know what? He's athletically, he's gifted enough to do that. But here's the deal. Here was the selling point. Look, man, you could be a third-round draft pick and go to Alabama and play for like Raekwon Davis and play defensive tackle or – you could be a first-round draft pick at left tackle. But look, man, they, there's three tackles in this 2021 class that are absolute athletic freaks. Tommy Brockemeyer out there from Texas, oh, nasty, oh. nasty, and got a whole family full of nasty ones, okay? Yeah. His brother plays center, too. He's yeah. freakish. All right, Amarius Mims here in South Georgia at Bleckley County. He pushes 6'7", almost 6'8", 315 pounds, and he plays halfback. Okay, on the goal line. All right. Does pull and lead block and that kind of stuff. And then you got JC Latham, all freakish athletes, all going to battle it out for that number one uh, tackle spot. So, um, yeah. And I mean, like Cody's talking about here in the comments, they they might land uh, Tommy Brockenmeyer, too. So it's going to be nasty. At Alabama, and, and that's what it is, is. Isn't it always? I mean, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's what it is. Right. You listen, Latham, Brockemeyer. If they get Tommy, they probably get James. Right. So you're talking about a 21 class of O line commits from Alabama. That's hey, general could be generational. I got one for you since Go we're with. since we're going with the Brockemeyer boys. James Brockemeyer, he is Ryan Kelly. Okay. That's what he is. If you remember what Ryan Kelly looked like coming out of co- coming out of high school, a little bit light. Okay, Ryan Kelly showed up at t- uh, Alabama at about two sixty five. Okay, yeah. played tackle early, kicked into center, and next thing you know, he's an Outland Trophy winner and a first round draft pick. Right. I haven't seen uh, technique and, and and that kind of tech at the center position like Brockemeyer out there in Texas. So oh, the, oh. The, it is nuts, oh. man. And and guess what? He's six foot three. And that's why he's not a four or five star kid, but I'm taking him every single day of the week. And not just because his brother's Tommy Brockemeyer. I would take that kid hands down, flat out my number one center in the country. Um, I think he's just, I mean, he's phenomenal, man. They're coaching those kids up out there uh, at, at that Christian school that they play at. No question. I know their dad just resigned from SMU to come back and coach his sons in high school. Yeah. I know he was a ball player in his own right. So, 
Uh, Alabama doing great things as they normally do on the trail. Um, that's no surprise, but I think Oregon uh, has really gone into the elite atmosphere in terms of recruiting and coach crystal ball uh, has really put himself on, I think one, a top shelf upper echelon of head coaches in recruiting. You're talking about Dabo. You're talking about Saban. You're talking about, Ryan Day, you talking about Curry? Yeah, I was about to say, I'm about to reach through this camera and smack on, you, saying Ryan down, Day's, man. saying Ryan Day's name before Kirby Smart. I get it; it's Ohio State, but hey, I could be the head coach at Ohio State and recruit. I mean, good God, go walk into the go walk into the horseshoe up there, whatever they call. It. I mean, good, good, holy smokes, um, yeah, but yeah, crystal ball stepping it up out there, at Oregon. They haven't recruited like this ever. Ever. I mean, Ryan or uh, Chip Kelly won off scheme when nobody knew what the, the spread and playing fast pace was. Now everybody does it. Look what happens when everybody does it and everyone's caught up to you. The game schematically is caught up to you. And you still can't recruit. You yeah. go two and ten at UCLA. So, yeah, Crystal Ball, Crystal Ball is doing it, man. It, it's all about the Jimmys and Joes, not necessarily about the X's and O's. Unless you invented the X's and the O's and nobody's caught up with you yet. Then you can do that kind of stuff. Um, but nah, man, it's all about recruiting and crystal balls whooping ass on the trail. No, they, it really is. You listen, Mac Brown, you got to give Mac Brown some love. He's doing a heck of a job over there in North Carolina. So, um, a lot, a lot of coaches and, um, the elite ones are bringing in his elite talent and that's going to be the difference making part of their program kind of as they move forward here, um, in the late off season, moving into the summer, going into the fall, and I think it's only going to get a, a bigger and bigger disparity just in terms of elite recruiting, right? Elite recruiting, yeah. there's about 10 schools and everybody else is back with distance. So anyway, that's going to wrap up episode three of Instant Impact. Oh, B.A., Instant Impact is serious. The number one high school football podcast, video cast. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody doing it like us. Just Say it ain't so. Come on, man. Say it ain't so. Come on, yeah, man. Yeah, no, no, we, we, got some, we got something special over here. We got something special, man. Tap back in with us next week. We're going to have all the latest commits. We actually have 13 more guys to talk about, but we're going to do it on another day. BA is in GA. He's got to get to the sack. And I'm finna, I got to get me some food. Chick fil A, where you at? BA, appreciate you for jumping on. My co host here on the Instant Impact. We'll see y'all next time. It's time for our Sit and Sleep Sleeper of the Week. Really want to thank our guy, Larry Miller. He's allowing us to showcase unknown prospects that need to be brought to the spotlight. Larry is all about family and community, and his support is helping to change the lives of young players across the country. Each week, young men are getting scholarship offers after being featured on this show. So thank you, Larry. When we have business and a man that is really interested in the community, we need to show our support right back at him. Sit and Sleep is the only place that offers advanced sleep technology. Greg? Body diagnostics. That's five-star stuff. This is high-quality stuff. Lay down on a mattress, and within seconds, thousands of sensors can help you find the absolute right mattress for you. Wow, within seconds? Seconds. Man, that's awesome. Sit and Sleep. They'll beat anyone's advertised price, or your mattress is free. Appreciate you, Larry Miller. Thank you, Larry.